0: Welcome to Estherpreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna, a certified John Maxwell executive coach and trainer and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the life. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the entrepreneur Podcast, where I highlight men and women of God who are doing business and life God's way. Today, we are in for a treat because our guest has some amazing stories, has an amazing testimony, has done a lot in her business and in her career. And I'm so excited as she shares part of her journey. And she talks to us some about some wisdom nuggets that you could apply to your life. Today, um, let me just tell you a little bit about Lois. Um, Lois um, actually is in Minneapolis. Is it Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, Minneapolis, yeah. <laughs> I could. It's like I have that in my, my mind. So Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, she's been in business for over 35 years. And um, some of the accomplishments that she has she has done is she actually um, took a startup manu- manufacturing company internationally. She developed over 45 patents and trademarks. 45, okay, currently <laughs> developing a training model to heal our companies and employees, which is definitely needed, especially now with what's going on in the industries and in the market in the world, um, going beyond diversity and inclusion to healing. And this is amazing, I'm very excited to hear about this. She is currently developing a regional health care system to improve outcomes for women and children, which is very dear to my heart. Um, without further ado, I'm just gonna, take a few minutes to have Lois introduce herself, Ms. Lo- Mrs. Lois, Dr. Lois. I-, I saw that when I was doing my research, Dr. Lois uh, Ostegard. I hope I said it correctly. Um, tell us a little bit about your, you, your family, and you know, about your sure. business and what you specialize in.
1: So I grew up in Japan, and so much of my thinking is colored by my experience of growing up in Japan and um, it's a precious, precious society, and um, very, very people-centric, and so I'm so grateful that I was able to be brought up there. Came to the United States when I was 19 years old, Wow! and um, my first part of being in, in, in business was Managing um, women's and children's services. I was the director of OB and GYN at the University of Minnesota. Then went down to Texas Tech University and joined the medical school faculty to bring into that um, university the principles that we had established that really changed mortality rates. And I want to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about healing and what goes into the healing. But at that time. I had my first real learning as to what it is that it takes for us to heal. Mm -hmm. And then, our first child, while we were in Texas, who was born prematurely, Mm -hmm. had many problems. Uh, We were told that he would never read, write, or do math. Um, And we went on, had the diagnosis confirmed at Harvard and Mayo and other places, and they said there was no research that would give us hope. And so you know, look for alternatives. And at that time I was very engrossed in how does the brain work? I was teaching in graduate mm-hmm. schools and so I had university minds that were available to me. Wow. What a gift that God gives, yeah. right? And I began to look at how do we create new neural pathways? Well, to make a long story short, when I did his um, undergraduate degree, his MBA, his CPA, and then went to head up mergers and acquisitions for a Fortune 4 um, for a Fortune 4 accounting firm, mm-hmm. and now um, CFO of a Fortune 100. So during that time, I also realized I had to manage my time. I had to, if I was going to provide for him what he needed, I couldn't be traveling all over the country. Mm-hmm. And um, being involved in various committees and and um, research and things like that. So started a manufacturing company and took it globally. So that's where I did my various patents and wow. um, and that was a great great experience because I I learned a tremendous amount about operations and manufacturing and marketing and and uh, selling globally. Sold that company and then came back to working on what my real passion is, which is coaching and working with people to really become better, to become more. Yeah. So that's
0: my journey. Wow, I love that. I love that. You definitely. Um, can I just ask you? A quick, you 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 transitioning from um, selling, you know, from doing patents to going to your passion. What was that moment that you decided? I want to, I want to do that. Or is it just because you don't want to travel anymore? Like what exactly made you transition from, um, you know, doing your, selling your company to to focusing on your passion?
1: There there are a lot of things. Market forces are part of it. And, um, for whatever reason, I, I, I sold it before the pandemic hit. Wow. you see what um, has happened with retail and with many of these kinds of businesses since the pandemic. Um, it was it was God's leading. It just it's very was recent the right- then. Yeah,
0: it was-, it was just the right time wow wow that's amazing and that's that's really important guys um leading to the unction of the holy spirit because he knows what's up he knows what's going on um so tell us a little bit about you know how you came to to know the lord jesus um how, how did that look
1: <laughs> that's an interesting story um and it takes me back to when i was three wow My parents were missionaries in japan and that's how i got to japan and so in those days, many years ago, we didn't go by airplane, it was by ship, and ship was too expensive, so we went by freighter. And we were with everybody—you know, the cargo, the only passengers on cargo uh, ship. And so it took about six weeks at that time to go across the Pacific Ocean from California to Japan. And it happened that as we were coming towards Japan, a typhoon had hit and the the ocean was just tumultuous. So the the ship couldn't dock at Yokohama Harbor and we were asked to stay out at sea. And we did that for several days, but the ocean continued to foment and it was very expensive to not offload uh, freight. And, but the problem that the freight, that the shipping company had was they had us as passengers, had to offload us before they could go to a different port. So one night they decided that after much deliberation that we should be offloaded onto a pup putt um, boat. Wow. And um, at night it was raining. The waves were huge. The boat would go way up and the pup putt would go way down and... They put a rope ladder over the bow of the boat and they said, okay, now climb down and get into the putt-putt. The problem was it was dark. There was one floodlight to look at and um, you would have 20, 30 feet between the last rung of the rope ladder and the boat. And we were supposed to just let go and hope that we would fall into the boat. I was three. My older sister was four. And so my father went first over the boat and got into the tugboat. And it was my turn. And I wasn't going to let go. The boat went up and the tugboat went down and I held on to the rope. And it would continue. And finally, my father yelled, Lois, let go and trust me. Mm -hmm. and in that I let go and he caught me and I I have thought about that so many times because it is the story of faith Mm -hmm. we come along we have to let go and trust God and we fall into the arms of Jesus oh I love that and so Mm -hmm. that was my first journey with um, God and realizing he never abandons us he's there even in the most scary of times. Wow.
0: Out of the mouth of a three years old? I can't even imagine. So you, do you remember that moment when you were holding on to that at three years old?
1: And, you know, today they would never allow you to do that, right? <laughs> in those days, it was it, it was just too costly. So move on. Oh, my so, goodness.
0: Oh, Rose, I love it. Wow. I have never heard of it. I've, listened, I've talked to a lot of people about their stories, and that is the first, actually. So <laughs> probably the only person in the world is probably, I don't know if it, that's, but that's a very interesting story, And but it's so true. Um, there will be times in life where we have to truly trust God, and so we won't know what's going to happen, and us letting go, trying to control our situation, and truly just trust that He has you, that's such a, um, a beautiful picture of what faith is. And thank you for sharing that, Lois. Um, yeah. Can you tell me what your why is? Why do you do
1: what you do? You know what, I have had, I have gone through so many different seminars and places that help you write your why, right? Yes. And I finally, I was working with Marshall Goldsmith who is arguably, the number one leadership thinker in the world, mm. and um, his motto is very simple: to make, help good people, good leaders become better. And I thought about that, and I thought about that, and I said, you know what? That's exactly what I do, and that is. So I said, that's my purpose. It's so simple. I can remember yeah. that. Yeah. Well, just to make people better, is because that's what we all really want in the end, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. There's always room for improvement. We never hit our lids, right? There's always ways to grow. There's always ways to progress. And that's so beautiful, actually, because I think it takes a certain type of individual to be able to help people see that there is a better for them. You know, sometimes we get so stuck in our, our own limitations and the fact that you have that gift to be able to um, help people. And I think as a coach, and I know you're an executive coach, you're also a business leadership um, development consultant. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about um, how, when, when, when someone doesn't see, I guess, their... Um, their next level or if they feel stuck, can you give some advice on what is some practical way, things that they can do in order for them to stop, I guess, I guess to beat that limitation that they're, they're putting on themselves?
1: Yeah, yeah. okay, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about that when we talk about the program that I've been developing because sure. healing is all about that. And, but I think one of the things that we, we struggle with is our world is so uncertain, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: feels like the pace at which it gets uncertain has only gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better. Yeah. And so there's this gnawing um, sense of dis-ease that we go about life. And then you have these concerns. Can I make it? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on with business? Can I get past this limitation that I've created? And so I think what's really becomes important is taking a look at, why do I have those, those beliefs? What's created that in me?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: what have I had that have created those stories in my mind and in my heart? Um, we all come from families where there's stories that are told and retold they become part of our history. And then without even thinking about it, we take them out and we start to run those stories. Yes. And then we say, this is as far as we can go. And the reality is, God never created those boundaries. Mm-hmm. That is something that has been created artificially. Mm-hmm. And when we recognize that they're not definite, they're artificial, It unleashes something. So for example, when our son was young and we were told he'd never read or write or do math, Mm -hmm. um, I could have accepted that that was true. So instead, what I said was, what are the tracks that go in the the neural system? Let me watch his eyes, because the eyes are a clue to how you're processing in the brain. So let me see through his eyes what the tracks are, and what he's creating, is then I can create new pathways, so part of it, that's what the messages do, they create new pathways, yeah, you change positive messages, you have new pathways, Mm -hmm.
0: wow, that's, you know, and it's interesting, our brain is an incredible, incredible, um, I don't know if it's a tool, it's just, it's, the way God created our brains to function and and the things that you could do with your brain, just by changing your thought patterns and and putting things from the right perspective um, can do wonders for your life. Um, I I love the fact that I don't, you didn't say this, but it's like, you kind of have to identify what the root cause is for those, for those limiting beliefs. You know, what exactly is causing that? Because a lot of times it's, kind of hidden right it's deeply rooted we're not able to see that and so um that's really important is understanding where those thoughts came from and the fact that you said that those limitations were not created by god it was artificial and it's created by man like us ourselves and that's a beautiful thing which means brothers and sisters who are listening to this we are limitless we are limitless. The Lord can do great and mighty things that we do not know through us, if we allow Him to, and we embrace the greatness inside of us. Um, so tell us, you know, you, we talked a lot about your successes. Tell us a little bit about what your biggest challenge was when that you faced as an entrepreneur. I'm sure the journey wasn't always you know, nice and flowers and you know, wonderful things. Talk to us about you know, a challenge that you faced and how did you overcome
1: it? The hardest challenge as an entrepreneur is who are you. Hmm. you? know, You wake up one day and you're a visionary. The next day you wake up and you see 50 problems and you go, oh wow, okay. And so you run and you put on that hat. Mm. And you are a problem solver, then you go, oh, wow, finance. Okay, I got to deal with that. Mm. So you run for that. So I think for me, it was feeling like I was constantly running to a hat, mm. taking on, and sometimes I just felt like a bobble doll, you know, yeah. going like this, changing hats. And it was like, I, I thought, oh, it was so much easier when I had a big company. That I was a part of because I had systems and people in place that helped implement, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the real challenge for me as an entrepreneur was looking at how do I balance that and allowing myself to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything simultaneously. And so you have to prioritize and give yourself permission to prioritize and say, today, That's not urgent. Today, I'm working on this instead. And sometimes people will come to you and say, why aren't you doing that? And you go, well, just, I didn't, that'll, we'll deal with tomorrow. Well, so you mean that this isn't important then? No, right? So you have these conversations and you have to be confident enough in your reprioritization to say, Mm -hmm. this is the way we need to do it because we're imperfect and we're going to work in an imperfect world and do the best we can. I love that. That is so good. That is
0: really good. And I think a lot of you entrepreneurs out there um, or even those who are just, you know, doing both being a mom and, you know, a a professional leader somewhere or whatever, doing a lot of things, you know, prioritization and getting pulled in so many directions. um, It can be very challenging and allowing yourself to be imperfect. That is so comforting (laughs) because, you know, I think, especially if you're a go-getter, and I'm sure you're a go-getter, Lois, obviously with your accomplishments, when you're a go-getter, you're driven, you know, you're used to, you know, beating obstacles and things like that. Sometimes, you know, we got to give ourselves, show ourselves some grace sometimes and remember that, hey, you know, we're not, you know, we can't, do everything 100%. Sometimes we have to, you know, focus on just one thing and allow yourself to rest at times, you know, because I think, at least for me, it's hard for me sometimes to do is to be able to rest and be like, okay, how do you just stop? <laughs> just, you know, let that sit by and then I'll get that done some other time.
1: Okay, so I'm really excited and about what? this. Can I just say one more thing with that? yeah. Jesus is merciful. He forgives, right? Right. But we have a hard time being merciful with ourselves. So good. And we we have to learn because we can't do it for others. If we can't do it for ourselves.
0: Yes. That's beautiful. And that's so true. Right. Um, yeah. And I think, and I think that is the biggest, I think that is, I, I know a lot of people, I'm not the only one who are kind of, we're kind of like our own worst critic, <laughs> right? We're our worst enemy is ourselves. And And um, we're so hard on yourself. Sometimes we're like, we don't even realize that we're doing good. Other people have to tell us that we're doing good. But we're like, no, we we could have done this better and so forth. And, you know, show mercy to yourself is another great um, wisdom nugget for us. Um, So I know you talked about this program. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you this question. Tell us how you incorporate biblical principles in your business. And this is like This is so exciting for me because this is what I love hearing
1: about. So, how do you incorporate (laughs) these principles in your programs? Okay, so one of the things that I think I love about coaching and consulting, whether it's for executives or entrepreneurs or individuals, is that it allows me to have the opportunity to look at what is it that people are feeling and create things to help address that. So as I was looking at all of what was going on through COVID and then the unrest that followed it, I started to have this gnawing sense within me of, I just want to heal, right? It's, I'm so tired of this. Let me please heal. And then I start to hear it from other people. And then you see programs and all sorts of things begin to develop about how do we become more inclusive mm-hmm. and and i'm listening to how these programs are being put together and i'm saying yes we need them desperately we need them and we need to go beyond that and really heal how do we do that well so i i have had so much fun with it because the whole course is based on the gospel of mark and all the principles come from that and it's you know it's amazing what you can put together that really begins to heal us individually and in a corporate type of setting um, by using those biblical principles. So the first one is um, you can't heal with old values, attitudes. You've got to let go of what's in the past. Hmm. So you have biases about different things, it's not going to work if you're going to move forward. There's stories you've told yourself. So it goes back to what you were talking about before that you have to let go of. Um, I failed at this, therefore I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents told me I was no good at finance. So, of course, my finances are falling apart in the business. Or, but I've never been good with people. So, how can I do marketing? Right? Mm -hmm. There's all those things that go on in our head. And there's a point where we have to say, okay, I cannot heal if I keep holding on to those. And so where I began with this, Edna, is when I was working with cancer patients and terminally ill patients, we started to look at could we change mortality rates without changing treatment because Mm -hmm. in this particular unit, We had already done all the exotic treatments. They were on the most um, research-oriented medication. There was nothing left that we could do for them. So we began to look at how can we do this differently. And my mother had been in a concentration camp during the Second World War. And one of the things that she had told me about is at night, they knew who would be dead in the morning. Wow. How did you know that? Well, they knew it by how they said good night. So when people lost hope, wow. their goodnight was hollow, it was empty, and they said it to everybody that they needed to let go of. And so when I started working with the cancer patients, I said, okay, we need to create a system where we develop hope. Healing mm-hmm. comes, we create hope. Yeah. So part of is truth what's the truth you know when you look at Mark Jesus absolutely told the truth your sins are forgiven now get up and walk Mm -hmm. so there was an order in which he would move he would address the basic need he was truthful it wasn't I'm so sorry that your parents really treated you badly and that things haven't worked out for you and maybe someday it'll get better he never did that Mm -hmm right and so with the cancer patients we were brutally honest we told them the truth yes you are, are cancer has spread throughout your body we have no treatments we don't the outcome the outlook is not good and so we're going to at that time we we said okay we got to prepare for the worst we'll prepare your funeral we're going to make sure your will is written what have you shared with your children What do you want them to do after you um, are gone? And then we brought the families in and we had these discussions. But once that was finished, we said, okay, but now you're alive, you're still alive. Mm -hmm. So now that we planned for the worst, let's look at how we live. Wow, that's beautiful. That's so good. Let go, because we had planned for it, we had thought about it, we could let go. Now we were moving into How do we create a future? The amazing thing, Edna, is our mortality rate drop just because of that. Wow. So think of it. If we can do that in a setting like that, what happens in our businesses? What happens in our families? What happens in our marriages? If we say, okay, yeah, let's plan for the worst. But now that we've done that, let's look at where is there hope? Where's the, what's the positive parts? What are we going to work on? What are we going to create? Let's not keep going back there. We've done that one. Yeah. We're focused here, right? Wow. Wow.
0: That's incredible. So but no, I say that's incredible. I was like, that's, that, that is incredible. Like the, the things that you just shared about just finding that wisdom. Let me ask you this. So as you were going through, when you're developing the program, was it, did, did the idea just, I mean, what inspired you to, you know, to come up with, you know, this program using Mark, you know, Mark, was it just, you were just reading Mark one day and then God gave you a, you know, like some revelation about this, or were you seeking answers through the Bible for healing? Like, How did, how did you, you know, g- get your program, you know, and realize that, you know, Mark had the answer or the,
1: or the framework for your program? Wow, that's a great question, (laughs) (laughs) Edna. You know, I think the Holy Spirit speaks to you all the time in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So I would talk with somebody just casually, maybe over coffee or whatever, and they would say something. I think to myself, wow, what would happen if that person could really look at how to heal that? Mm -hmm. And so it would just kind of register in the back of my mind, it would just sit there Mm -hmm. and um all of the rioting began to happen and started having conversations with people who were involved with that and had participated and i said what would happen if the community could really heal Mm -hmm. how do you heal it Mm -hmm. and so just so as i was raising those questions mark has always been one of my favorite books Mm -hmm. because he tells the story of jesus so fast it's a short book, it's like, it's like cliff notes of the Bible. Yeah. And so I said, let me look at that. What, what is there that um, I can learn that I can bring to this? And so that's what started the journey. And I have gone through Mark and gone through Mark and gone through Mark, and I will probably continue to go through it many more times before I really feel like I own this. But the reality is part of what the story does is it takes us, and it goes back to what you asked for early on, takes us from looking at what's impossible and putting it in a framework of what's possible. Because I never intended us to live in the world of the impossible he, or of, the, of this framework of what we create as possible. He wants us to live way beyond that with what we think of as impossible Hmm. and um but to do that we've got to let go of a lot of things Mm -hmm. and we've got to be willing to take time to let our own selves heal first Mm -hmm. we gotta heal we can't heal our companies yeah we can't heal without healing our own selves first and what people want to know is does this work did it work for you right Mm -hmm. and So I have that story of my son where it was a miracle that he was able to become a CFO of a Fortune 100 company, right? Yeah. We would have never envisioned. And it doesn't happen necessarily suddenly. It took us many, many, many years of work. Yes. I think many times we're unrealistic about how God works. Yeah. God has to work at our speed. I can only change so fast mm-hmm. so he can't jump the mountain on me until i have figured out how to get through the first few steps
0: yeah and then he'll
1: be more and more right
0: yes uh, lois i'm glad you mentioned that because i think that's one thing that you know we live in a society where they want a quick fix right sometimes a like instantaneous or microwave society where they want everything to be just with a touch of a button But in reality, as you said, it's a journey. It's a process. And we have to embrace that process sometimes. And I wish I could say like, it could happen like in one day. Yeah, there are miracles that could happen in one day. But a lot of times the miracles, at least the ones I've heard of, the big ones, it takes time. It takes time. And it's a process. And we have to embrace that, you know, it's um, understanding that you know, it's like a, from day to day and glory to glory, right? He'll lead us, right? From one moment to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And we have to learn to be patient also (laughs) with ourselves and with the journey. And so to come back to the question, so it sounded like it started with questions. You just had a bunch of questions and, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just started revealing you answers uh, with your questions. And I love that because if you look throughout the scriptures, a lot of the people that had, um, Jesus always started his, his, um, I guess or with his healing, his science, wonders and miracles through questions, you know, what do you want me to do for you today? You know, are you the blah, 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 you know, or even people who are looking for miracles that like, can, can you do this for me? So it's questions are so important. And I think it's, it's like, it's like that, um, is that, is that saying, you know, there's no such thing as dumb questions. I asked a lot of questions to the father, um, big and small, weird, and doesn't matter. Like I, I love asking questions. And I think, you know, coming from a business development background, I, that was also what made me a good sales rep was I asked a lot of questions and covered all these needs. And then obviously the solution came because you're inquisitive, you're asking those questions and, and seeking answers. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, if people are interested about that program, how do they go about and um, reaching you about this? I know we'll talk about your you know, your website a little bit later on, but I know you said you offer it three ways. Can you tell um, the audience what
1: those three sure. ways are? Yep. It's, um, it, so uh, we, I will coach people in healing. So a lot of people want individual healing, right? Groups can also go through it. I think groups are a great opportunity for, for going through this because, um, especially if it's a group of people you know, because you yeah. can help each other develop, right? And then there is material and information. The, the, um, m- much of the online information is being put in place at the moment. Mm-hmm. So right now what is immediately available is the group coaching and the individual coaching yes. to get together.
0: Yeah. Love that, love that, and then later on, guys, we'll be sharing her her website in a few. But let's kind of talk to our entrepreneurs right now who are struggling at the moment. If you could give them one wisdom nugget,
1: what would it be? Don't give up. Mm. Don't give up. Perseverance oh. is um, it's a it's hard to come by. Don't give up, but be honest. So. There were times when people would say to me, really, why are you continuing to do this? This is a straight uphill battle that you're taking on. Um, you know, I, I was taking on a manufacturing company. I had to get all the systems in place. I had to get molds created. I had to get engineers to, you know, to work with me. There were a lot of pieces that had to come together. People would say, but you can't do this by yourself. Well. It was a huge challenge, right? But you can get people to come with you and work with you to make it happen. So what those people did do for me, though, Edna, was to give me a reality orientation, a check that would say, just a minute, this you don't need to do. Somebody else can take this on for you. Or maybe you're thinking about this in not the best way. There's a better way to And there's a part where you have to be humble enough to be able to accept that kind of input because our ego is such that we want to say, I did it, and I did it by myself. But in reality, nobody does anything by themselves. So good. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to accept that help of other people um, and then create a network of people. Because I think moving forward, um, we're going to be challenged with cash being more difficult to access. And so the people who are going to do well are the ones who are going to bring people beside them with various talents who will help them grow. Yes. So look at who those people might be. And they're not people who are just like you. You want people who are different than you with yes. different so they can really move you, and um, that requires also a certain amount of honesty and humility.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and you're you're absolutely right. You know, we were never met to walk, well. and even Jesus himself had the Holy Spirit and the Heavenly Father, right? So he yeah, had three of them, and he had disciples himself, and. You know, that's what the body of Christ is here for, you know, it's community, you know, no, no one body part is bigger or better than the other body part. We all need each other and surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you also with your vision and the dream that God has birthed in you um, is really important because um, I really believe that you could, as you draw out strengths from other people where you're weak at, that's when you're able to get more momentum and acceleration in the process because you're not trying to do it on your own um so humbling yourself is is definitely um huge and i think for those who especially who are who and it's i i I can't when i say pride and ego it's especially if you've gone through so much a lot of times you're it's kind of like that fighter inside of you where it's like no i can do this you know I, i because i've overcame this and so i will continue to do this and understanding that no there are there are going to be times when you don't yeah you probably can but it might take you years whereas if you ask for help it might take you a day you know so be using your wisdom right and and the bible even says that in a multitude of counselors there is safety you know and so you know all those biblical principles. you shared a few um nuggets um just answering that question and i'm sure y'all who are listening um got a lot out of that so what is your personal mantra? I wonder if it's the same thing as your why, but let's ask, what is your personal mantra? How do you live back? It is,
1: <laughs> with God, nothing is
0: impossible. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: With God, so nothing with it, is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. So when people would say to me, why are you doing what you're doing for your son? They told you it's impossible. And I would quietly say to myself, but with God, Nothing is impossible. Oh man, Louis, I, have, I, have to, I have to ask you this question. I mean, I'm
0: sure when, when people are telling you, but that's impossible. Of course, as you're, it wasn't a quick process, how did you keep going? Like how did you, no matter what, was go- what you saw in the natural, how did you get past what you see in the natural? and just kept going, was it something inside of you? Was it, you just, you couldn't give up or what, what was it? What was that driving force to allow you to keep going until you reached the impossible according to man's terms?
1: I, I didn't want to die and look back and say, I didn't do everything I could possibly have done. I, I think that was part of it. I think with camp, with people I have worked with, it is, it is life. God gave us the gift of life. And if I don't step up and be present for that, that is a life that will not be fulfilled. And for me, there's a um, sadness about that. And so I think my driving force becomes, what is the potential of people? And how can I pull that out? Mm-hmm. Because you know you think of Jesus he, he renamed people right yes and, and it was the, the names he gave them weren't reflective of who they were oh, good. it was of who they were to become mm-hmm. so he was always looking at the potential never at the present and I think for whatever reason that's a gift that God's given me is to see potential mm-hmm. and then passionate about that yes yes i love that
0: i love that and i'm i'm glad you pointed that out you know because a lot of times we we don't see the greatness inside of us and you know jesus he just I, I noticed that like the more I spend time with him, the more he starts re- and the more I, he reveals the more strengths and more skills and more of the thing, the gift thing that he's given me, because it's like, wow, you're, you're more, there's more, it's like there's more. It's like, wow. And he keeps revealing to you, you know, just how of a masterpiece you really are. Um, and he, and all of us are all unique. We all have something unique to bring to the table and, and being able to embrace those differences are really huge. And I love how you could see life and things that are dead, you know, dead, you know what I mean? Like being able to see, you know, um, potential and what it could be, um, when no one else can see anything. And and that is definitely a gift because not, not everybody has that gift and I'm glad you're using it for his glory. Um, tell us one thing that you did that changed the growth trajectory of your business. If you could look back, what was that one thing that, um, that just
1: catapulted
0: you to where you are today?
1: I, I think um, mistakes. Boy, mm-hmm. have I made mistakes. It is owning mistakes and, and um, looking at them as learnings. You know, I went through a period of time where I looked at mistakes and I go, wow, the, I, I am a failure and i would feel so discouraged and anxious and um and it was very difficult and my self-concept became limited Mm -hmm. use us in that posture either because we're we're so limited we can't even see him and his possibilities when we go there but so mistakes failures getting to the point where i could say you know what Failures are part of life, Mm -hmm. and it is what I learned from the failure. So I listened to a um, skier who was a she was in the uh, Special Olympics. She was a slalom skier. So one, she was a below the knee amputee on one leg, and she shared the story about being at the Olympics, and she was in line for number one or number two spot for the gold. And she started down the the hill, and it was very icy, very slippery, and she'd been warned about that. And sure enough, midway through, she hit the gate, fell. And in that moment, she thought, well, I've lost it. There's no point in getting up and finishing the race because I've lost too much time. But she was able to get up anyway, and she finished the race. Oh, I think three times that they go down and it's the average score of three that mm-hmm. determines. So she got down and, you know, was watching and then the next race and she did it. And At the end, they looked at the third race, the person who came in first also fell. But that person fell and immediately got up and finished the race. Wow! And so she said, what she learned was Even the best fell. The difference was she picked herself up right away and continued on and finished. She hesitated and she came in second. And so I've always held on to that. We can get discouraged with our failures and we can be stopped by it. But they're learnings. So take time to be honest about them, learn from them, correct, and then move on. Wow, that's so good.
0: So thank you for sharing that. that. That That's such a good story. And, you know, I love it. You know, don't, yeah, life happens, but you don't have to stay there, right? You don't have to stay in your misery. You can get back up and go move forward. And the sooner you do, <laughs> the, the better. But um, I thank you for sharing. It was such, I mean, the time just flew by, you know, so I appreciate you sharing your story, your wisdom nuggets, and just some of the amazing things you have done and, and tr- truly transforming the marketplace, is what, which is what I'm all about. I love bringing men and women of God who are d- making a difference and using um, you know, his word to bring light into the darkness. If people are con- interested in wanting to connect with you, um, what would be the best way for them to reach you, to hire you as a coach or a consultant or even be, be part of your program?
1: Sure, just reach out to me at lois at so lois is L-O-I-S, mm-hmm. at build tomorrow so it's the b u i l d then the number two m mm-hmm. o r r o w dot com yeah so build tomorrow is the company and um, yeah just lois at build tomorrow and i 'd be glad to answer you and then let me know that you were um, listening to the podcast so I know how you know how you came to me and that will be a delightful, delightful connection. Yeah. So thank you for that.
0: Yes. Well, it's been an absolute joy to have you here on our show today. And I know each and every one of you guys who are listening um, are encouraged just by her walk and just some of the interesting nuggets that she's given um, to help you thrive. And regardless of what's going on is remember that we are impossible because we serve a God who is impossible right and so we could do impossible things for him so at this time guys i'm going to go ahead and end with a short prayer for you all and then we will end our show so father god we just thank you so much lord god just for this opportunity oh god to just hear the testimony of our dear sister lord god about what you have done in her family, about what he you have done through her business what you have you are going to do Lord in her life Lord God Lord we just thank you Father Lord you're so faithful and you're so kind and thank you for using her oh God to just give you glory oh God to just bring hope and truth Lord God to those who are listening today Father God I just pray Lord if there's anyone right now who who are facing the the biggest battle of their life oh God that they will not give up oh God that they will get up, oh God, and they will realize, oh God, that there is no such thing, Lord God, as, as being stuck, Lord God. That it's only, Lord, temporary, oh God. That it's artificial, Lord God. And Lord, you're going to do amazing and great things through them, God. Lord, I just pray that you strengthen their heart, strengthen their mind, build their spirit, oh God, so they will know who they are in you and through you, Lord God. Lord, we just commit our brothers and sisters who are listening to this right now, Lord, whatever um, um, situation they are in, Lord, in their business, Lord, in their career, in their life, God, Lord, we know, God, that you, Lord, see them where they are, Lord God, and you are there for them, God, and you will um, just do great and mighty things that they do not know. We love you. We honor you. We thank you, Lord, in advance, Lord, just for what you're doing in our lives and what you're doing, what you're going to do through us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, Family, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Essence podcast. I'm sure you guys were blessed by her testimony. So tune in next time for another episode where we highlight men and women of God doing business and life his way. Until then, keep shining. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Estapreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining.